Republicans suffered a major loss in Ohio this week. On Tuesday, over 3 million Ohio voters rejected a Republican-backed Ohio ballot issue number one by a vote of 57 to 43%. Now, if you're wondering what this vote was about, check out this commercial the Republicans aired in its support and see if you can guess what it is. You promised you'd keep the bad guys away. Protect her. Now's your chance. Out-of-state special interests that put trans ideology in classrooms and encourage sex changes for kids are hiding behind slick ads. Don't be fooled. You can keep this madness out of Ohio classrooms and protect your rights as a parent by voting yes on August 8th. Keep your promise to her. Vote yes on August 8th. Okay, after watching that, you'd probably assume that this vote had something to do with drag queens or trans issues being taught in school. It's an understandable guess, but, but you'd be incorrect. Now, you've probably heard that it had something to do with abortion, and that's not technically correct either. This measure was all about making it more difficult to amend the Ohio State Constitution. As it currently stands, the Ohio State Constitution can be amended by the voters of the state with a simple majority. And the Republicans had put forth this measure to raise that threshold from a simple majority to a 60% supermajority. Now, this rule has been in place for over 110 years, and Republicans never had a problem with it, but all of a sudden they, they did. Like, well, well, why is that the case? Well, the reason that they have an issue with it now is last year, the Republicans passed a six-week abortion ban. An abortion ban that's thankfully being tied up in court right now, but the fact that they're trying to do this at all is so unpopular with Ohio voters that the petition to uh, to amend the Ohio state constitution to protect abortion rights received double the amount of required signatures to put it on the ballot this fall. Uh, this uh, These abortion bans and transphobia are a losing issue for the Republican Party. They, they keep trying and they keep failing, as we saw in the 2022 elections when they made it their, their, uh, their flagship issue. And it kind of demonstrates to me that all the proof that the Republican Party is not the silent majority like they claim. What it is, is an extremely vocal minority. It's why they keep losing, and it's why they keep talking about how much they hate democracy, and they're always trying to stand in the way of it. So I'm curious to get you guys' thoughts on this, because it's fascinating to me that no matter how much the Republicans get their asses kicked trying to push the uh, trans issue, and abortion especially, they keep going back to the well. And I'd like to know like, what you guys have uh, thoughts on this, because it's fascinating to me. John, what, what do you think? You know, TJ, if you'd asked me three to four years ago, and you, if you would have asked me the same question, I'd be like, what are you doing putting this trans topic in with this totally unrelated abortion topic? This trans is a very minor issue. It, it shouldn't really be talked about. We're giving too much attention to it. That would have been my response three to four years ago. However, now... I see how these things are all very connected. And you say, well, why would they continue you know, going back to these wells that are clearly losing electorally? And the answer is because they see the tide changing. They see that the boomer generation that they have so has kept them in power for most of the last 40 years, I don't know, um, since before I was born, um, they see that they are going to be gone soon. 
and the millennial generation and the Gen Z generation that are replacing them. Millennials are the first generation in recorded history that has gotten more progressive as they've aged. And if you just follow that trend line, you see a clear and obvious message to conservatives. You will no longer be able to win through democratic means. So what do they do? They open up the authoritarian playbook. They go, we need to create a scapegoat. Seems like uh, there's trans panic is working. There's a very large vocal minority of people who are going to be upset about this. Uh, we're we're going to keep blaming shit on them. Uh, we're going to increase any democratic thresholds we possibly can. So if there is a possibility of a simple majority passing a ballot initiative, we're going to bring that up to 60% and we're going to make it harder for the democratic will of the people to be heard. Because if we allow things to be run by the democratic will of the people, that is going to be a losing strategy for us. So instead of changing their policy to reflect the democratic will of the people, as you would think would happen in a democracy, they can't do that because that would hurt their donor base. So they're changing the rules of democracy in order to allow their unpopular policies to win the day. I think that is so clear as day. And it did take me a long time to kind of realize that because it goes against what we're fundamentally taught about democracy in school. But I think at this point, it is so obvious that their, what their strategy is. And I'm shocked that more people don't see it. Do, do you agree, Marcy? Yeah, I mean, I think what we're looking at here is Republicans trying to jam through all of these things because their political party is dying and they know it. So this is like an animal's last scream. But if you look at Ohio and Kansas before that, it is crystal clear that women and LGBTQIA community are sick of everyone's shit and actually them going against women's rights, trans panic, all this stuff, that is actually what's going to win 2024 for us. Because like you said, the majority of Americans, even kind of middle of the road people are not with these crazy ideas that they want to do. They just kind of want to live their lives and they think everybody else should. But I think because we see the scary things that are happening right now and this takeover, um, especially affecting women and the LGBTQIA community, it's going to bury them this time. Like they're, they're done. We're sick of everybody's shit. It, it's true. It is. And where I kind of get lost is they know all this. They, they know all this. And it's, it's funny to me that, that uh, conservatives always talk about how the uh, the left is focused on identity politics and and admittedly a lot of times uh like the lefties get kind of weird with the identity politics and you start rolling your eyes okay this is like this is what are we we're making mountains out of molehills here but the republicans are you know throwing stones from the world's largest glass house because the republican party is also identity politics the only issue is it's only one identity it's white Christian conservatives. That's it. That's that makes up their entire party. Like the Republican Party since 1964, uh, the average Republican Party voting base is over 90 percent white, 90 percent like like wild that, that that is the case. And so whenever it's why Republicans can't win in cities, they always talk about, you know, big blue cities and cities can't be blue. It's impossible, pretty much. Like Once you get to like 500,000 people, it's almost impossible to have a Republican governance because 
cities are the main economic engines of the, the state or even the region. So you're going to draw a lot of people from across the country and across the world to come to try to work there. And all of those people are not going to be white conservative Christians. And the Republicans have nothing in their playbook that appeals to anyone other than white conservative Christians. That That's why they lose. That and, you know, to run a city, you need to have like, you know, money and taxes or public works. And they're against that too. But they they know this. Like they, they realize that their voter base is dwindling and that young people have like a, what John mentioned, that millennials and Gen Z are, you know, overwhelmingly voting blue and not, it's not changing. They're not like, we don't have any money. So none of us are going conservative. But if you're any way familiar with how linear time works, that means <laughs> the Republican party is going to die off pretty quick. But the fact that they know that and they're not, they, they're, they're going to have to alter their playbook at some time. They're going to have to. Otherwise the party will cease to exist, which, hey, I'm all for. I think that the Republican party is the, the biggest danger to uh, human survival, honestly. And I am just fascinated that they're still sticking with this. No, again, they're kind of, uh, it's kind of an Ouroboros. It's a snake eating its own tail here because to win a Republican primary, you have to say all that nonsense. You have to say that, you know, the queers are coming for your kids. You have to say that you want abortion to be illegal. And that red meat riles up, you know, the, the jug hooting racists and the rubes in the Republican Party. But once you get to a general, you're going to get your shit rocked. And it's going to keep happening and keep happening and keep happening. And tr trying to change the rules is their only play. That's their only play, that, the only play that they got. But it's just, it's why Trump, it's why the Trump thing is so funny because Trump isn't even a, like a textbook conservative, like, like he he doesn't really care about the stuff. He just goes to the pocket. Voted stuff. Democrat for like decades. He voted Democrat, right? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. He he's he's not, but he knows what what you know the bread and circus is. He knows what, what riles up the crowd, and uh, that's great for him, and it gets him a lot of accolades in the Republican Party. But it's killing the Republican Party, and the fact that we used to have like real Republican politicians, still evil, but real, but like your George Bush senior style Republican politicians that were like the boring stuffy suit guy who wanted to uh, help, you know, the rich people and all that and would cater to, you know, the, 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 the common vulgar weak licentious crowd, you know, and get them to, to vote. But now we have those people in that crowd actually running the party. Like the George Bush senior Republicans are dying a quick death and they're killing their own party. And I am, I am here for it, folks. I love it. <laughs> TJ, I think uh, if you are familiar with the linear passage of time might be my favorite line that's been said on this show thus far. <laughs> well, it's true. <laughs> like, they see it, right? Like, but, but, it's like, but it's like, yeah. it's like, I have to like doubt, maybe you aren't familiar with this if you're voting conservative, but <laughs> time passes linearly. No, but, yeah. but so I think it's actually really interesting because I'm 26 years old. And what I've seen in my lifetime, when we're talking about the identity politics, the party alignment and everything, it's actually been really interesting because during the Obama years, when I was a teenager growing up, like really, you know, the formative years, right? It was true that the Democrats and the left in general were kind of the crazy identity politics people. 
Like it was just absolutely true. They were the ones being crazy about it. They were the ones being radical about it. And I and I don't mean like always wrong per se, but definitely yeah. the ones who put those identity politics first in, in terms of their political messaging. More and female prison guard stuff. <laughs> exactly, exactly. The yeah. the the, <laughs> rain, the the rainbow bomber dropping bombs yeah. on Syria. It's, you know that. But the the weird thing is that. Then that kind of the backlash to that, I feel like created Trump, the backlash to that, the people, the relative normies who were like, what mm. the fuck is all this stupid? Like, what, what do you mean? There's 27 genders. Get the fuck out of here. Yes. You know, like, like, it's just like, that's dumb. And then then the guy who was saying that's dumb, the thing that like no one else, was, no one else in politics, all of the George Bush senior, you know, suited up politicians were unwilling to say Trump started saying it. And the relative normies who were like. Yeah, no, thank God we can finally all say this is dumb. Sometimes it was code for we hate black people, but sometimes it was generally like it was genuinely. Yeah, no, I just don't understand what the crazy people are doing. But now, because Trump created that like cult of personality, it's completely flipped back. I can't imagine. I don't know. Um, Modelo or whatever, another beer company creating a some sort of identity politic thing on the right that like caused the backlash among Democrats that, that we just saw with Bud Light, you know, like it just wouldn't happen. They've yeah. become the triggered snowflakes, which was a legitimate criticism they had of the left that they've just warned themselves and they're like, we're going to do it too. And it's been so weird to watch that over the course of my lifetime, you know, it just completely turned the tables. It's, it's the strangest thing in the world, but it's happening, as I said, because they can't for, for, for years, Democrats couldn't win shit, you know, they, they, like until Obama, like they didn't win shit for a long, long time. And it is a, you know, it is a strategy that the conservative party has used for a long, long time to change the rules to gerrymander things so that the Democrats wouldn't win shit. And that that's why actually you guys are kind of going like, oh, well, they're a dying party. And I'm going to be like, I don't know about that because we're on a knife's edge right now. They are pushing hard for the authoritarian shit and they are winning it. Like, look at the fucking Supreme Court right now. Like, they won the Supreme Court. They are going to have control of the Supreme Court for the rest of my life, basically. And that's, it, it, I don't think it's over. I think the fight is really just at its climactic point right now. And whoever wins over the next 10 to 20 years is going to set the course of human history. Um, and so when we see these anti-democratic ballot initiatives, it, that's the reason why. And I think it's very important to talk about how to actually communicate with like the actual normies, because the number one thing I see when I talk about these undemocratic policies is, oh, well, America isn't supposed to be a democracy. America is a republic. And I'm like, well, a Jesus republic Christ. is a form of democracy. <laughs> a, a, a square is a, is a rectangle, but a rectangle isn't a square. But like even beyond that. They're like, oh, we don't want to give into the tyranny of the majority, which is a very, again, kernel of truth. That is a solid phrase. I'm okay with that. We can we can agree on the tyranny of the majority can be a bad thing. We had slavery in this country. Clearly, it can be bad. But at the same time, to just stop the tyranny of the majority also creates the tyranny of the minority, which is what we're seeing in these Republican politicians try and implement. They are legitimately trying to implement it specifically to stop the will of the people to be heard on abortion, which 
I'll put it this way. If you have to create a commercial about a, a, a uh, about a referendum that would just change the threshold for Democratic ballot initiatives and you make it entirely about trans panic shit, you're being dishonest. And I feel like it should be really easy to point to that for like the normie conservative be like, hey, look, the guys you're voting for, they're being dishonest about what they're doing. They want to stop us from democratically being able to decide our own laws and they're lying to you about why like i feel like that sort of shit for the normie you know the the person who might prefer the george bush senior republican that's the kind of shit that we can i think we should be making a bigger deal of on the left because it's a winning argument that's going to continue to win until they stop i think abortion is going to be what rules this election because women who identify as centrist or independent, I think they're going to understand the severity of the moment um, yep. because abortion doesn't care what political affiliation you are. And I know this might be like a crazy take, but I think a lot more Republican women that are going to say they would vote that way, they're going to go in there and say they're voting for Trump or whatever. I think they're going to vote against it because this is what we saw in Kansas. There was absolutely no way that it was only Democratic women who did this. And so like yep. for me as a female creator, when I do posts about abortion, I'm speaking to those women. And I've said to them before, nobody's in the ballot box with you. They're not going to know how you vote at this stage unless they do something crazy. But I think that's where we're going to see the turnout. And I'm truthfully hoping that more men care about our rights than don't and that are going to show up for us this time. I, I really believe that. I, I agree a million percent. Uh, and not just women, but I think parents too, because it's easy, but the anti-abortion argument is very easy because it's incredibly simple. It's like, oh, well, that's a human life no matter when, so you can't kill it. it, it that's why it works. It's easy. But when the rubber meets the road and you confront a parent who has a 10-year-old daughter and there's a party saying if she gets pregnant, she's got to have the baby. That is insanity. And I think and a lot of people know that it's like it's why these initiatives like in Ohio and Kansas actually fail, because real life people that, you know, even conservatives like, yeah, I think my 10 year old daughter being forced to have a child is ridiculous. I'm not going to support that. And John, it was funny you mentioned about the uh, how the uh, the turns of table with the identity politics thing. Uh, I also want to point out, though, that the severity of the arguments is has uh, also uh, there's an inverse relationship between how logical it is, because <laughs> when Republicans were bitching about uh, political correctness and inverse relationships, I mean, and uh, and uh, identity politics, they were saying stuff like it is not fair that they're making me say police officers that a policeman. And you're like, OK, I get why you're annoyed by that. It's the, but then. Then the Democrats would go far. Well, they didn't do this, but this is an example. Like, uh, we are changing, we're making a state policy to change the name of manhole covers to personhole covers. Like, well, who, who the fuck cares? Like, why, why are we doing this shit? And they do stuff like that. But uh, the Republicans, though, it's like, oh, a trans person is in a commercial? I'm going to pull out a gun and start <laughs> shooting beer cans like that. It's, 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 it's insanity. Like I, I can't believe people have done this. So yeah, it, it has changed over the years, but like the Republican response has been just, you know, uh, completely disproportionate. And to, to let's say that 
what you're saying right now is correct, both of you, that, uh, and especially Marxy, like you said, that abortion is going to be the issue of 2024. Abortion is going to carry the Democrats. Let's say that that is true. I want to say this. If Democrats get a supermajority again and retain Biden in the presidency, um, and they don't codify abortion rights into law, that is the death knell of the Democratic Party. If they, it, this is the, I, I genuinely think that this is the last time they get to run on abortion without doing shit about it. Because, okay, I, I could give you the two years that whatever the fuck, right? Like, but I feel like the majority, uh, you know, women, Democrats, whatever the fuck you want to say, if we give them the power to do it and they don't do it, I will never, ever, 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 I already barely believe them, but I, I will definitely never, ever believe in them again to ever do this. And I think that will destroy the Democratic Party just as easily as this issue is currently destroying the Republican Party. Um, that might be a bold take, but I, I really think it's true. No, it, it, it's not. And also, I, I want to say... I don't believe that the Democrats will have a supermajority anytime soon. And even if they do, you're going to have all you need is one. All you need is one moderate Democrat like Joe Manchin to say, I'm not in and it doesn't mean anything at all. So uh, if if if, they, if that ends up killing the Democratic Party. Good. Like, I'm, I'm fine <laughs> with that. Like, it, it needs to go. It, it is bad. Uh, ancillary, but I want to talk about the tiered majority thing you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Uh they love they love this argument. Republicans love this tiered majority shit, and it infuriates me. It really like it is. Uh, I I feel like uh, Dennis from It's Always Sunny. I contain my rage for as much as I can, uh, <laughs> and it's because it's it's a nonsense argument. It is a nonsense argument, and like the quote, "Tyranny of the majority" comes from James Madison, and James Madison was talking about how the uh, the the uh, the Constitution and the, the United States government was being structured, specifically the Senate, like the, the least democratic body, you know, on planet Earth. But he said that we are structuring the system to protect the tyranny, to protect the minority of the opulent against the tyranny of the majority. That's where that quote comes from. And so when I talk to Republicans about it, I, I say the minority of the rich because they don't know what opulent means, they're Republicans, you know, as a, the minority of the opulent against tyranny majority. That's the, that is the only minority that has been protected all throughout American history. The rest of the minorities have been fucked over and any rights that minorities have gained has been fought through hundreds of years of struggle and fighting and dissent against the Constitution. Like, minority rights were gained in spite of the Constitution, not because of the Constitution. So anyone throwing out the, the tyranny of the majority line? No, no, the, 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 the tyranny of the minority is what we've been dealing with this entire time. And uh, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. I, I just I can't believe how often they, 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 they go to that well.